Hello and welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Del Piccolo, and I'd like to send you a very warm welcome and say thank you for tuning in. Whether it's your first time or whether you've heard some of the prior couple of um, first shows that we've done, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate the time. And it's actually been really nice meeting a few of you out there uh, and just hearing some, some nice comments about the show. And, you know, whether or not you want to tell me some bad comments about the show, that's cool as well. Let me know when you're out. Uh, you know, we're always looking to improve and get better as we go along. Um, I'm just really thankful that there are people actually enjoying some of the interviews. And it's just nice that the Portsmouth running community now have a show dedicated to the area, to runners in the area. Uh, it's just great that we can all share the experiences and tales along so many of the familiar routes um, around this wonderful city. So thank you very much for tuning in. Now I'd like to just put out a, f- a couple of thank yous actually. Um, first of all to um, the Portsmouth based rock metal band Belligerence for letting me use their track which is called One Thing's Clear. Um, you can check out their stuff on YouTube if you Google Belligerence Portsmouth. Uh, they've got a few of their tracks on there. I know some of their members and they're really great guys and yeah just thank you so so much for that. The track is actually really catchy so uh, I'm probably going to start listening to it soon. <laughs> uh, and also thank you to my friend Mark Stradham for my podcast show Icon Design. I tried to hand draw myself a Spinnaker Tower or some of the Portsmouth skyline and it just looks absolutely terrible so Mark thank you so so much for that. And as always, a massive thank you again to the listeners out there who um, are basically, without you guys, uh, the show wouldn't exist. So this is an archive of running stories, running experiences told by runners in and around the Portsmouth area um, and just um, a place that we can go to to hear hear those stories. And hopefully, you know, many of us might, uh, might learn something from them. So appreciate that. Thank you to all my guests who are going to who have been on and who will come on in the future, hopefully. And yeah, great that you can tune in and I really hope you enjoy this interview today. Thank you. Now my interviewee today is Richard Bailey. Richard is a Portsmouth jogger who has lived in the Portsmouth area all of his life and has some pretty incredible stories from his first few miles running cross country at school to running 10 mile races, half marathons, and eventually moving on to the marathon. Uh, Richard has had a really good tale because he did a lot of running as a kid, and, and as I say, when he was growing up, he, he entered quite a few races, but then decided that he would like to take his training to the next level and joined uh, Portsmouth Joggers, which is one of the one of the bigger clubs in the area. Um, really friendly club, I've been there myself to, uh, to visit a few times, and they're always very welcoming. And from there, Richard uh, did absolutely brilliantly with his marathon running and managed to go from, you know, kind of mid three, three, three twenty marathon runner to running quite a few sub three hour marathons. So the story is just incredible. Um, he's also got some very interesting tales about jobs he's done and how he fits his training in around life and work, and also uh, about some pretty nasty injuries and operations that he's managed to get through and how that's affected his running. Um, this year. So without any further delay, please welcome Richard Bailey. Richard, thank you for joining me again on the show. 
Um, I really appreciate you coming over. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> now, I have to admit to the listeners out there that this is the second time we are recording the show. <laughs> the first time, um, in fact, it will probably be my first podcast DNF, I'm going to call it, uh, where I accidentally recorded through the wrong microphone. So, Richard, I really appreciate you taking the time to come through and record again. Oh, it's no problem. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. So, have you, uh, have you been out running today? Yeah, I went out and done uh, easy 10 miles this morning. An easy, just an easy 10? Just an easy 10. Went out with my mate John, just around Portsmouth. Nice and cold? Yeah, nice and cold, but I was only saying how lucky are we to live on the seafront. It is good, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. And it when, was, the, when the weather turns, yeah, it's good. Beautiful it was this morning, really nice. Not much wind, and it was, and it was uh, nice and early, so not many people about. Super. Brilliant. Really lovely. Not many out. Not many out this morning. We went out at seven this morning. It's quite surprising, isn't it? When you uh, when you think the weather's nice, you think you're going to see loads of people. Yeah, out, sometimes yeah. you just don't. It was really really enjoyable. Nice and slow as well. Just chatting all the way lovely. around. It's good, nice yeah. miles. Mm. Do you think um, Do you think people are still recovering? From I think the so. Yeah, I think so. They think they're recovering. It's good to get out after the marathon. Yeah. I, I, uh, I my legs really appreciate it. I think. <laughs> Mine too. That was a that was a hard day. That yeah, was it was really tough, tough one. It's tough one. That coastal marathon was tough. So you did. So you obviously um you did the coastal marathon. Yeah. Not the fifty k option this year. No, I took the easy option. How come? <laughs> um, well, I had an operation in uh, August on my bladder and prostate. Uh huh. Yep. So I didn't run all of September. So I just thought the the longer one might just be a little bit too much for mm. me. Okay. So I um I opted for the twenty six miles. Brilliant, good. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was good as well. Enjoyed it's amazing it. how many people I saw on the, during the race day and afterwards, and people said, "Oh, I'm 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 just doing the marathon." Yeah, just the marathon, and as if it's just a marathon. Yeah, I know. I know about fifty people said that to me. And I was like, "It's not just the marathon. No. It's, a, it's a freaking marathon." I know. It's still a marathon. Yeah. It's still twenty six yeah. miles. Yeah. I know. It's strange, isn't it, when you say just a marathon, or like I just said, just an easy yeah. ten miles. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, you enjoyed the day and stuff. I thought I thought the weather was great. Again, we yeah. got away with some. We were really lucky with the weather. Hasn't it been good? Yeah. Underfoot conditions underfoot were um were tough mm. slipping and sliding everywhere in certain places and my feet were just soaked to soaked through as well it was like upside down compared to what it normally is normally yeah. it's, it's, a lot of the time it's raining and then it's nice it's okay underfoot but yeah no it was uh the underfoot was really tough but the weather itself on the day was um was really nice really good day fantastic okay so um right well we'll get into that some of that um in a bit uh, i've really been looking forward to getting you back on the show and i know you've got to go through all this again but we'll uh we'll just naturally flow with the conversation yeah, let's hope and see it's where natural. it goes um right so richard what i wanted to ask was how you first started running so you know how old were you where were you living and, and how did you kind of get involved in running in the first place? i'd done a little bit of cross-country running at school Horndean comprehensive done a little bit there not any good but i used to enjoy it um, we used to go out and about in the country in Horndean, and then stopped for a fair bit um and then started again i'd done one of the very first uh Portsmouth half marathons okay which would have been 25 30 years ago um and sort of got into it a little bit there um and then stopped again and just run now and again on and off and then I bust my knee skiing so for um getting into back into fitness I started running again okay and that's what got me back into it and that would have been 12 13 years ago right I started running and then started entering a few 10k races and wanted to get quicker basically mm. and, and just wasn't getting any quicker I wanted to get quicker so I got into it a bit more and a bit more until where I am now which is um 
mad for it kind of absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. stupid ridiculous well, gonna, i'm really excited to dive into some of the some of the details around your marathon running and your training with with portsmouth joggers mm-hmm. later and stuff like that but um initially you said you meant you did the half marathon uh, was it the snows half marathon was it It was a snows and i think many years ago it was a jb air one as well okay right um jb air is that, is that what, sorry to interrupt, is that what the Great South Run kind of was at Yeah, time? this was a half marathon rather than, um, there wasn't really races about like it is now. It was quite unusual. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, this one, they used to come up the Eastern Road, they shut the Eastern Road. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. see that now, would no, you? No, you wouldn't. It was, I mean, it must have been 30 years ago. And it, was, and it finished in Guildhall Square. Okay. Yeah, it was it was good. It was, I mean, and you went over Burfield's Bridge and all around that way. Do you know? I actually wish that there was a run that you could do now that did that. Yeah. Almost. I mean, as nice as it is, as it is to finish on the seafront on the races, mm. it would be good to kind of go through the town. Yeah, I think nowadays it's just too busy, isn't it? The city's yep. too busy. But I remember running into Guildhall Square. I think, um, oh, it must have been thirty years ago. Mm. It must have been fantastic. Yeah, been good. How, good. Many, how many participants back then? Was oh, there? I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't like uh, you get all the. Well, we didn't have the internet then, so um, we had to wait for the results to be posted in the newspaper. <laughs> it was. Brilliant. It was quite good. It was. It no was Strava. No, no, there was no nothing. Yeah, you barely had a stopwatch. It was well, good. It's not on Strava. It didn't happen. Of course. No, it that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and no, no Hoka shoes. No Brooks shoes. No nothing. No, I think I had a pair of high tech trainers. Fantastic. Yeah. Have you still got them? <laughs> no, I think not, no. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So um, so did you do any other sports as a child or anything? I mean, No, I used to do, well, I didn't do any sports much. Didn't really get on with football. Liked watching football. I couldn't really play football very well. Done a lot of horse riding. Um, and that was, when I left school, that was my job. I was an apprentice jockey for two years. Gosh. So I was naturally fit with that. And um, I'd done a bit of running around the block to keep fit for that, but nothing running, not like we know running, you know, just run around the block kind of thing. Um, so that was my sport, really, horse riding, um, and that's why I went into it after after leaving school. Gosh, how interesting. Okay, so um, so I guess like, like looking at you, you're, you're like a big build guy. No, I'm it? only I'm very small. When I left school, I was even smaller. I was I was eight stone when I left school. Okay. I didn't really develop. Didn't grow. I'm not very big now, but I didn't really grow until I was 16, 17. Anyway, that's why. I was just right for apprentice jockey. I was going to say, so that must have gone well with the, yeah, with the it horse was, riding with the and horses stuff, okay. and stuff. That was good. Um, and then that didn't work out, and I, I left that and didn't really do much else of sport-wise, um, apart from just running. Really, I don't do it. I'm not very good at any other sport. So if you don't, if you're not very good at it, you don't really do it, do you? you don't if you don't. You don't enjoy it if you're not very good at it. Yeah, I I find that myself. Like I've I've got to I get really into things, and I find that if yeah if you, there's no result showing or you're not improving mm. or I find the enjoyment levels a little bit lower sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like like I said, we're not all in it to win it all the no. time. I like it? watching football. I mean, I used to go to Fratton Park a lot. Okay. I really enjoy watching it, but I just can't play you it. Can't I've got two it. left feet. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do you play um, video games with any chance? No, I don't play any of that either. No, football, no, no, no nothing like that at all. No. See, I find if I'm not good at something, if I'm not good at a sport, I'll normally find the video game version oh, right. of it. No, so I don't do that. Cricket. I've got cricket video games, football video games, and tennis video games. I just get my kick out of it that yeah. way, so... Yeah, but I'll stick to the running outside. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Have you always lived in Portsmouth then or around the Yeah, Horndean. So I lived in, I was born in St Mary's Hospital, so I lived out in Lovedean and Horndean. Went to Horndean School. Um, and then I moved into town when I was um, in my early 20s. Okay. And I've been here ever since. And I've been in South Sea ever since, really. I've lived in South Sea mm-hmm. 
from then until uh, till now. Interesting. So you've, um, I guess, you've run in the city quite a lot then yeah. over the years. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you noticed like a change over the years with regards to running? Like, were you able to run in different areas in the city? I or? think um, it's better now with the coastal path down the eastern road and stuff. No, that was never there, was it? No, that is, and it, it's better. There's, you don't have to go on so many roads, I don't think, or okay. you sort of avoid them, but. The seafront's brilliant, and the and the coastal path up to Hailing Island, you barely have to go on a road now. Okay. And before, you was more on the roads and pavements. Um, no, so I think it's better now than it would have been oh, 30 years ago. Okay, so that, I guess you would have had less cars on the road, less yeah. traffic on the road, so it would have been a bit easier that yes, way. Yes, yeah. But yeah. the city's like adapted almost. Yeah, so. it has. Well, I think they've put the paths in for more for the cyclists, haven't they, mm. than, from, than for runners. So no, it's, it's worked out... Um, worked out better damn cyclist bloody cyclist <laughs> mind you I'm a cyclist because I cycle to and from work as well I've been a cyclist as well so cyclists <laughs> out there if you're a cyclist I'm very sorry I was only joking <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody <laughs> right um, so Richard out of interest what do you do as a job I'm a managing director of a steel fabrication firm Okay. we do fire escapes railings uh, ventilation ductwork all that keeps kind you, of stuff keeps you busy keeps me very busy yeah. very <laughs> full on yeah Brilliant. And how do you how do you find the time to juggle work life and the running and family life? I think work and running is is um, it's it's linked because if you had a stressful day, I'd go out in the evening and and you, when you go out running, you only have to go for half an hour. You just you, you, you it just lifts the day really. It just stops you thinking about all the stuff at work. Or if you do think of things at work. You just think of them in very small chunks. Okay. So you run along and think of something, and then you're thinking of something completely different. You're not getting bogged down by it. You mm. just jump from subject to subject, which yeah. sort of sort of you just go through the day, and it just relieves the day, and then you then you're ready for coming home and, and spending. Yeah. yeah. It's no, it's good. Really, I mean, I guess every, everyone talks about running being mo- so mindful and so clean for the mind, yeah. and the body, and the spirit, but. I guess that's a really good example. It really it works. If you've had a stressful day, come home, go out straight out the door, mm. which is not really fair on the family. I, I get that. But um, it, for me, it works. Yeah, it, if you didn't have it, you might be a Oh, if I don't go out, home, yeah. So. If I don't go out running, I'm, I'm pretty grumpy. <laughs> okay. I'm exactly the same. Don't worry about it. I mean, if I don't get I out think, during the day. I think all runners are. And yeah. if you don't go out running, you're like, oh, I'm, I've got to go out running. Yeah. But I mean, it's such an interesting point, isn't it? It's so good for the mind. It's so good to get out and get that thought out and... And I, I don't know if you're the same, but I find a lot of the time I'll have some really good ideas about work or a project or an issue that I'm having at work while I'm out. Yes, you do. You tend to jump into a subject, but you don't dwell on it when you're running. I don't know why. I suppose because you've got to think where you're going or think where you're putting your feet, but it doesn't bog you down. Mm. You can just jump from subject to subject. Yeah, I do as well. I think about other things and think about work and what we can and can't do. Brilliant. But not to a point where it's really consuming. It's just... Yep. little pockets of information as you're, as you're um, bobbing along it's yeah. good I know I think it's um, you know myself working for a big company uh, they, the big companies out there seem to be putting a little bit more focus on on kind of activities at lunchtime and running and I know the company I work for IBM are now participating in events like the Virgin Global Pulse Challenge where all their employees form a team mm. and you know get out at lunch times and go for walks and stuff just to kind of increase people's yeah. physical activities the mindfulness is really prevalent isn't it now mm, it, it, within business it, everyone's yeah. talking about it and, yeah. and and trying to promote it mm. our firm's not really that big enough to to do that yeah it's, it's just interesting that people are kind of picking up on it and seeing that there's value in it oh there's definitely there. value in in that definitely yeah. and i think if you are if you're fitter you can deal with your job better. Mm, definitely. I think you can you can handle the day better than if you're not fitter. I, yep. I'm sure it works for me. I mean, maybe not for everyone, but yep. it definitely works for me. 
Okay, yeah, it's a very interesting point. So, um, right, I wanted to kind of get into your racing and your particularly your marathon story because you've got such a such an interesting marathon marathon story. And I know we've spoken about it a few times, including the last the last um, podcast DNF. Uh, but um, you know, it was it was interesting because you said earlier that you'd done some ten mile races and some cross country at school. Mm. So you were obviously used to the race format and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about how you went from those cross country and ten mile races into your first marathon and a little bit about that story? Well, I. I um so I, I went I got into me running again started getting fit after the knee after me after my knee injury um I entered a couple of ten k's and I wasn't getting any quicker I was sort of pretty much standard getting these forty two minute forty three minute ten k's and just so I started to try and do some training on my own uh, then um, we decided to do a marathon and I'd done a marathon in. Um, Three hours, 28, my first marathon in the New Forest. And then not soon after that, I joined the Portsmouth Joggers. Okay. And then once you round all like-minded people, you get to hear of all of the races. So then I started training for a marathon. And I ran my second marathon in three hours, 12. Just Gosh, from a, wow. a year's training. That's an incredible time. Yeah, for massive difference. And that's just from training properly and doing speed training. And I'd never done that before. And then once you start, and then all the other races, t- the time started coming down as well. And once you start coming, and you just want to, you constantly chasing these bloody PBs. I know, and it's it a just it it, it it it's all consuming. Mm. It's just one you you picking the races to get the PBs. Yeah. And so you you train harder and you train harder, and that's really down to Portsmouth joggers jo- joining the job. They they introduce some regime to your training, some structure which I'd never had. And then eventually I got down to um, breaking the sub three hour um, marathon. I'd done, so I did a, a 3.12 um, in New Forest. Then I did Paris in 3.08, so four minutes. And then I did Abingdon in 3.04, another four minutes. And then my next one was a 2.59. You were just about to say 2.29. Yeah, so it was, yeah, so, <laughs> so it was four minute, in, four minute, four minute, four minute. But wow. then it sort of plateaus then. Then you've got to really bust your balls to... Um, yeah. to get any lower than that but but it's just infective once you start doing that it's really infective wow. so I, I, wanted, I want to ask about that 259 because I mean obviously you know that's a target that everyone has in their mind who are kind of hovering around those 315 times and people people think yeah I can get under three hours but you're right it takes a lot of dedication it's, it's it, you have to a lot of do training. a lot of training you yeah, really yeah. have to well I have to really work hard yeah. some people will just rock up don't they but for me <laughs> I had to really train hard yeah. to get to achieve that and it didn't happen it took me a four or five marathons to get to it. Mm-hmm. When you think you're going to get to it quite easy, but it doesn't happen. It just, yeah. it, it, you have to, your body almost has to get conditioned to doing it. Mm. So joining, I guess joining the, the the joggers, the Portsmouth joggers, great running club. Yeah, really good, really, really good. good yeah. That kind of helped you get into, find out about interval sessions. Yeah, it, and yeah just, sort of it just introduced some structure, the interval training and to the resting and all, all of it really when you're just a recreational runner you just think oh if I go out and run harder I'll mm. get quicker well it's not the case you've got yeah. to you've got to do that interval stuff mm. which um which works it actually works you know you can see your times come tumbling down with your 10k's your 5k's your park runs all of that comes down from the interval training it's great isn't it it's when you it's when you throw yourself you really throw yourself into a hobby yeah and I think almost um joining a running club as a runner 
you're almost dipping yourself into the running ocean, aren't yeah. you? You're basically, then you've got voices all around you. You are surrounded by the all these people that are infected by the same bug yeah. as you. And you literally just float in it. Yeah, it's, you it's good. You have a grand old time. Yeah, <laughs> it does get addictive, I must admit. But no, it was, it was, it got me to where I wanted to be. It got me to to doing that that running. That's good. I mean, Portsmouth Joggers itself. I'm um, chatting chatting about that a little bit. Seems like such a fantastic club because. I came along one night because you had invited me mm. to come along to to, um, to have a look at the club. And although I'm not a member now myself, I uh, I did come along for a few runs. And I, I just found it incredible that when I got there, there was all sorts of people. Out yes, there. Just it's like really shapes, good. Sizes, ages. There's all different just... abilities, and everybody's welcome. Yep. And um, when you get there, if you're new, they always ask if there's anyone new, and they find you a group to run with. It's really good socially as well. A lot of women join it because they don't want to go out running on their own. Mm, so there's a really, really nice point. social group to it. Some go out, some walk and run, some just do really light stuff, and then some do the interval training. There, there is something for everybody in Portsmouth Joggers. It is a really good, friendly club. So what would you say to anybody out there, I guess, listening, who might be a little bit kind of put off of the idea of going well, to a club? Go there, find out. If you're not even going to go and run for the first time, just turn up in the evening. They start at 7 o'clock and they're at the old IBM in um, North Harbour. Right. Just go there and just maybe just look at how it all is set up the very first time. Don't Not necessarily go to run. Mm-hmm. Just go there and, and look at, watch how it all happens. And then go there again and uh, mm-hmm. find one of the leaders and, and introduce yourself and they'll find you a group. Yeah. And they'll find you a group and they know what it's like because it's it's been quite talked about within the club. You know, yep. you must welcome these new people. So they make an effort. They really okay. do make an effort. That's when brilliant. I turned up, they, they it was it was brilliant. They just they asked me what I'd done and bits and bobs, and they said, oh, you you, you go with this group. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It just worked. Was, was there anybody in the club in particular that helped you out through your marathon training in particular, or did you have a, did you have a couple of people who maybe... There was a couple where you, you get... You, you start running with people who are similar pace to you. So there was a few a few runners... Um, my pace and you tend to train with them and when you start training you, you get competitive with them and that pushes you harder mm-hmm. which you never do on your own you can't all the will in the world I can't do any interval training on my own right you but, need that but push you need there, that yeah. push to do that and you need the structure there Tony Conway who runs who runs our group when I, when I was going a lot he ran our group he was um, mm. very very informative I've met Tony a couple of times and I know that he's he's a prolific um, poster on the on the Portsmouth, Portsmouth running, yeah, running that's website it, yeah. which is open to all yeah. and he seems a guy that's really kind of in- inclusive for everybody and, you, and he sets up those sessions for yeah. you guys on Tuesday and Thursday he is and he's also completely selfless about it he's it, He's a runner himself, but he'll he'll do all the stuff within the group for for the group rather mm. than for himself. He, he's he's excellent. Down I'd, there. I'd love one day to actually yeah, get him on the show and have really a chat good. to him. And the years ago, when I started going there, was another guy called Howard Clark, good runner, and he was um, he was very good at it as well. He was, um, but there's loads. There's so many so many down there that are that are into running and know what and, and want to welcome as many runners as they can. Yeah. And everyone, everyone's got good advice, don't mm, they? I mean, yeah. ev- everyone's got different advice. They've all got advice. We all ignore it. Uh, correct, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we dish out advice that yeah. we ignore ourselves. So. Yeah, we're brilliant at giving it, but we're not very good at actually taking it, are we? That's what makes, um, that's what makes us runners. Yeah, I definitely, guess. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so, ha- so just as an example, like how did you how did you structure your your training? Like what went on in a typical week in your training when you got into the proper marathon? Well, so structure? what I used to do, we on a Tuesday with the joggers, we'd done interval training. So that would either be that would either be um, uh, mile reps or mm-hmm. half mile reps or eight hundred or 
400 meter reps and that, that would be a structure to that each week yep. um, Thursdays would be a longer run and for me I always used to go out on a Sunday and do a long run okay that was my sort of I, I, I didn't go to the club after um, weekend ones I just done it myself so I, weekend Sunday mornings I'd go out and do a long run on my own and would you do that early yeah nice and early I like getting up early and going out and then you got the rest of the day Okay. Um, to spend with the family and stuff because that's another thing you've got to balance isn't it all your family yeah. life so I used to go out early on a Sunday and do a long run and running training for the marathons which you only learn by by people telling you and by mistake you have to put the long ones in mm. just to get the endurance into you really more than anything you, so I used to like to do maybe three or four 20 milers Okay, before a marathon that's yep. what I used to some people would only do one 20 miler before mm. a marathon but it worked for me Okay. I was really into my miles. You found your groove. Yeah, I really was. And we used to try and do... So the joggers introduced uh, a thing where you were doing two... So the year, so if it was 2013, mm-hmm. you try and do 2013 miles in Gosh. a year, so okay. which is like 40 miles a week. Yeah. So that For the was whole another, year, that's, yeah, that's big. So that was another thing you we used to post on the website many, many years ago. You used to post your miles on it. Yeah, well, it's a game got addictive. Mm. Yeah, it sort of takes hold of your life completely. Yeah. That's, that's almost like a similar to a stru- to how Strava works. Yeah, where you because you're not on Strava. No, I don't you, do Strava. No, Rich, you've, got, you've got to get on Strava, man. That's <laughs> one thing that I'm not addicted to just yet. We've got to get you on there. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want another thing to be having to do. <laughs> well, we know how. We, actually, we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna move on to your your uh, your injuries and stuff in a bit because obviously mm. that's changed your, oh, your yeah, running perspective yeah. and stuff. But um, just to end with on the marathon training, did you have a, a session that you, like a hard session that you enjoyed the most out of? Like, yeah, I used to, they used to call it Yasu's, which was the 800s. That was tough. How, really does, how does that tough. work? So you run, you run uh, 800 metres at your predicted marathon time, but in minutes. So if you were doing a three-hour marathon, you would run a three-minute 800 metre. Okay. And you'd do 12 of them, all at three minute. So if you were running a three-and-a-half-hour marathon, you'd run a three-minute 30 Got you. 800. Okay. And, and you, then there's some and kind of have to be, yeah. yeah. And you have to be consistent. You have to do the first one the same speed as the last one. Mm-hmm. So I used to enjoy that, but that was tough. That was a really tough session. That's a lot, that's a lot of 800. Because obviously yeah. if I go out and do an 800 meter session, I don't know what everyone else is like, but I'll do six. Mm. Or if I can muster the energy, maybe eight. Mm. Um, but to do 12. Yeah, that was it's... a tough session. But it, yeah. it got you ready for, for it. It worked. It really worked. And you, you I mean, proper blowing. It was mm. tough, tough going. But. Okay. So, um, you mentioned earlier that you, on your fourth marathon, your fifth marathon, you'd done your first sub three. Yeah. Can you Brilliant. tell us what happened that day? Oh, that was just the best. It was in London. Okay. It was London, and uh, um, I had my family waiting at 24 miles, and I told him if I go past them at a certain time, I've got X to get to the finish line, and I know I'm going to so do it. So they're waiting yeah. for you, and, nervous. And I told everybody what I wanted to do, so I put so much pressure on myself. Because I kept saying to everybody, right, I want to do it, I want to do it. And I, I remember coming round into the mouth and I could see the clock and I knew I was going to do it. And I did I did 2.59.30 something. Oh. And it was the best feeling ever. And then when you get through the finish line, you have to go through all the, get fetch your bag and stuff. And then my wife was waiting at the end and she said, she saw me and she said, have you done it? Have you done it? And I said, yeah, I've done it. It was the best feeling ever. It and was so emotional. A lot of, of emotion. Oh, the emotion was just raw because you've given everything. It was yeah. the best feeling ever. 
Bob, it was brilliant. brilliant. It was the best. That's the best one, I think. That, 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 you know, was it good conditions on the day? Yeah, it was brilliant. Really nice day. Quite warm. Mm-hmm. I think they had the showers out. We used to run, we running through showers, but no, it was just it just worked. It was brilliant. Lovely. And yeah. you saw them at mile twenty four as well. So I saw you? them at mile twenty four. And they knew they knew I was really close to doing it, okay. so they were really excited. It was good. It was a really good day. Brilliant. Brilliant. Any, any, any wobbles on on route? Yeah, you, I mean, you you do you tend to slow down. I remember looking the last mile was like a seven thirty or seven twenty something, and I'm thinking, shit, I've got to get. Yeah. But you can't you can't inject any more pace into you, can you? you just got to grin it out. And, and you feel like you're running quicker, but yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're not getting any quicker at all. Yeah. But I just remember, I can remember coming round into the straight and to see in the clock. Oh. It was brilliant. It was, was it, absolutely brilliant. You didn't, you didn't have a case at the end where you'd, you'd seen the official clock under, two, under three hours and thought, oh no, what's my chip time? No, I knew because also I got into the good for age category, fast for age at okay. London. You get so I was right near the front, front of the start line as well. Mm-hmm. I was within. 10 15 feet of the start line, so Amazing. the start my start time was very similar to my um gun time, it okay. Was, yeah, so I knew I knew that there was no wobble there, it was brilliant. It, what was, a, it was really what a great good. story! Oh, it was I mean, fantastic just from starting that running out, just from starting your running, and then just the fact that you moved into the club, started yeah. your training, did the other marathons first, yeah. you didn't just jump straight into the sub yeah. I mean, That's just such a good story. And the club was all pleased because the joggers um, used to always meet, so we met at the they have letters on the trees outside London when you get through the finish line, and we all meet at the P Tree P for Portsmouth joggers. Brilliant. So they were just as chuffed. Got they were in. they were just so buzzing because I'd done it. Done it really, yeah, it. it was really it was really good. It was a really good day out. That's really amazing. Good. That's amazing. So um so obviously post post that experience, you obviously took took your time to absorb that and stuff. And obviously there's a lot of time that goes into the marathon training, mm. um and recovery itself. Um, what what did you do after that? Did you think to yourself? Okay, cool. I've done it now. That's it. I'm going to slow no, down. No, I just wanted to get quicker. Of course you didn't. <laughs> um, and then I've done a few. I think I think I've done a two fifty, two fifty six, and a two fifty seven. And I've done a. Oh no, I've done two two fifty sixes and a two fifty. I did London again and did a two fifty seven in London mm-hmm. the following year. And I did Abingdon. Two two of those were two fifty sixes. And and then I did um, I've done all other marathons, Loch Ness and Guernsey and stuff like that. Okay. And I've done a three hours and 40 seconds as well in London, oh. which is yeah, painful. Was, and that, then was it, that your most recent? Yeah, movie? and then it started going long after. That's when, my, that's when my body started breaking down, really, when I started having all my issues with okay. me. So before we get into that, into the, um, the injuries that you had, because I'm, I'm keen to find out a lot more about that and how it's kind of affected your running. The, so post that first sub-three hour, you obviously went even further under that. I mean, were you, were you at some point thinking... I could maybe run a two forty. Yeah, you do get to think that. Yeah, you do. Okay. You start thinking that, and you have all your other times start coming down as well, like your ten k's and your five k's and mm-hmm. your ten miles. They all start coming down because you're just getting that bit quicker. Um, so you do all that, and then you start thinking, oh yeah, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. But I was also I'm getting older as well, which doesn't help. You're getting older, but you're getting quicker. It doesn't seem to work, but that's because you've got more structure to your training. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. So, um, were the other experiences of going sub three just as good as the first? Yeah, they're all good. They're brilliant, but the first one is the best one. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. that's going to stick with you that's forever. It. Like the, the Abingdon's, the, my fastest was a two two fifty six in Abingdon. It was quite a low key Abingdon marathon. Okay. Um, so that was good, but the people aren't there to enjoy it all with you. Right. Right. Okay. So no, London was the best one ever. The uh, first London, one I did. Um, 
I, I came up with you one year to do London off yeah. for my holiday we in Australia. Did, didn't we? Yeah. I had a bit of a, a bit of a meltdown during the run, uh, but no, I, I found London. Although it was great, a great experience, and obviously it's really good to be part of the London Marathon. I found it like really, it's really noisy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah, people it's, screaming. It is. It's a, it's a party atmosphere from start yeah. to finish, isn't it? You just it's, you can't escape it. No, it's, just, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the smaller marathons as well, but London. I think London I've enjoyed because I've always had decent times, apart mm. from when I got my injuries and yeah. then when I broke down in it. That was that was pretty awful. But so so how about we move on to that then? So you. So you've obviously done all these great marathons, then you did a, a, a just over three hours, mm. and then did something happen after that? You went back to London, did you? Yeah, so then the following year, I went back, and I I wasn't right. I took some painkillers on the day, race day. Had, had you been feeling ill Yeah, I was feeling a lot, lot of discomfort in my, in my pelvis and hips and stuff, and I took painkillers, and I've been running through all this pain for a year, maybe a year and a half, really discomfort. Anyway, so I took some really strong painkillers, got to three miles and it was really hurting, got to six miles and I could barely walk. So I pulled up in London and um, made, and then I have to make your way to the finish line, don't you? Yeah. Which is, which you can get free travel if you've got a number on the, um, <laughs> on the, on the tube. Anyway, so I made my way, got to the finish line, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, after months of, they were giving me physio for um, groin strain, and and, they were, and I knew it wasn't it, the pain was excruciating. I was on crutches, couldn't barely move. And eventually, I paid privately. I had a um, MRI scan, and yep. they, they discovered I had bilateral stress, stress fractures of the hips and pubic bone. Oh, so from, three different. Yeah. Wow. So my right hip was the worst, my pubic bone, but all of, all along my pelvis was just all fractured from too much running from too much running through pain mm. that's what the surgeon said to me he said you've been running and you just your body's not healing mm. and he said um he said after a period he said to me i'm not going to be able to stop you running but you have to stop running through pain you can run if you've got an ache but if you've got pain your body is telling you something so i didn't run for eight months wow okay. and it was sheer hell Right, hated yeah. it. It was awful, absolutely awful. So but now you're in that bad a state. Well, I couldn't. You, I couldn't even walk. Mm. I was on crutches. I couldn't walk. It was excruciating pain. Um, so I stopped running completely. Can, can I ask quickly what, why? So you, you said that you've been running like that for a year, year and a half, how, maybe. How, yeah. Did you? Were you? Did you just didn't want to go to the doctor? Or did you think you? Would I just thought it was muscular and it would be okay. I didn't even give it a thought it would be anything more than a bit it's of a muscle. Com, it's a common thing, isn't yeah. it? We just we just think that we're going to get through these injuries, yeah. but often we don't. And you talk to others and you say, "Oh, I've got this, I've got this ache around my groin, or I've got this ache around my hips," and you don't think it's. You don't think it's your your your, your bones. You mm. just think it's oh, it's muscles and it will be all right. But I'd go out and do a twenty miler and come home and be in so much discomfort in the shower. Yeah. And it wasn't just it was, I just. But then again, you just think no pain, no gain, and you carry on. So there we go. Le lesson. Yeah, there lesson. was definitely a lesson learned. Definitely mm. a lesson. So it was awful, and that's when they also discovered I had my prostate and bladder issue because I had these MRI scans as well. So that's so one a good thing that came out of it was I. So they picked up some other. Uh, they some picked other up. I had an enlarged yeah. bladder and an enlarged prostate, which is what I had the operation on in um, in August. Gotcha. So that was good to discover that early, which I'm fine now with. I'm absolutely fine, um, and I just now it's I'm I'm, a, I'm changed. From, I just want to go out and run now. Mm. I, I've done all the fast stuff, and I know I can't do that anymore. My Nothing body, no. my body won't hold up 
to that anymore. Okay. So I don't do any speed training at all. The fastest I get now is doing park run quick, but I don't do any speed training. I just go out and enjoy running. Okay. That's because when you when you can't run, all you want to do is be able to go out and have a mm. run. It's, it's, it's so you stayed away from the club. You stayed so I don't go to the club. Purposely don't go to the club because I don't want to get into that competitive running against somebody doing some speed training. Yeah. So I, I, just, I see them all still. I see them at park runs and see yeah. them at stuff, but I just don't go to the club okay. anymore. Okay. And I mean, that might, that might change. You might yeah, I might go back yeah. into it again. Mm. But at the moment, and also it's, it's still quite new. It was only last year that I had the injury, so I don't want to push it. I'm happy just to be out running. Yeah. And obviously you've had lots of treatment and operations this year. And stuff yeah, so I've had it, uh, yeah, so I've had all that with me, bladder and prostate. So I've had those ops. Yeah, so... It's still still early days really so yeah, okay wow so, so you've been certainly been through the mill yeah i have definitely well. yeah but it's, i've come out the other side and i now just enjoy running it's it's nice to just go out and enjoy it really yeah. and we were we, we've been chatting a bit before um the, the the recording started and um i know that you'd recently started pilates as well. yeah pilates well that was another thing because i had all this pain i thought oh, i better do do something to try and get some core body and that's brilliant i love it pilates south sea pilates is is really good a lot of runners um, take up Pilates. I have, I have spoken to a few runners who have yeah. started recently, and I almost, I almost don't feel part of the club now. I feel, yeah. I feel like I'm not, I'm not a proper runner until I do Pilates. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> and it's so hard. It's strange. It's a completely different thing, but it's so difficult. Um, I've been doing that for a year, um, and it's it works for me. Mm. It, and it just it's another thing to do apart from running. Mm-hmm. So instead of going out every night. You, 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 Pilates is something else to do, which is not not pounding your body. So you said it's the it's the Pilates place in the South Sea. Yeah, which on is Palmerston in, Road. Oh, okay, Palm, okay. Yeah. I think I had a taster session there well, one year out in the precinct. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just all out there just doing our core exercises yeah. while the shoppers were. Oh my box. word, that would be a bit embarrassing. Yeah. But I always thought that that shop was a, like a clothing shop or something because they, they do have a couple of yeah. They have some clothes. Clothing. They have clothes downstairs and then upstairs. There's two sections to it. There's the apparatus area. And there's the mat session. I do the mat session. Okay. Um, I do that every uh, every Wednesday. I go there. It's good. It's a really good they've session. Got some hardcore looking machines. In yeah, there. they have. Yeah, yeah, some kind of torture chamber. They do look exactly there. like a torture chamber. <laughs> it machine. does. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's good. It's and it works. A lot of well, a lot of runners. Lots of and and I think people who go to Pilates have all had injuries or had something mm. and they and they want to get some some get a bit more mobile again. I'm more mobile. I can touch my toes now, which I never used to be able to do ever. I don't think I've heard of anybody who's gone to Pilates yet and said, I stopped it because it wasn't good for me. No. Everyone has been superb. I think people yeah. stop it if they don't progress. Mm-hmm. You have to, for me, I had to give it a chance. I didn't get a great deal out of it until after I'd, um, I'd been there a while. And then you sort of, they call it your connection, your connection to your, your, your core. Yep. And, you, and you feel the connection. You actually do. For the first few months, you don't feel it. You're just going through the motions. But eventually, you feel this connection and you, mm. you can feel it doing you some good. It's, um, it's really good. It's amazing. It's, it's kind of like how you start when you start running. You don't really kind of get it until you kind of dive in and yeah. start talking to people and stuff. And then it kind of all makes sense to you. Yeah. So in a similar way, it's um, yeah. the same as Pilates. It is. And there's no and again, at Pilates, where we go, there's no pressure. You can opt out of a bit if you didn't want to do it. And you can carry on if you it's, re, it's just a really nice easy relaxing atmosphere and mm. it's good it is i'm so pleased that you kind of got through your injuries yeah because i know we were obviously chatting during all your all your troubles and stuff and it was mm. horrible to oh, see you awful. not out and i saw you i even saw you cycling yeah what, what is that about well cycling was just to get out and do something <laughs> yeah you know get out early morning and do something yeah. that so once i could start once i could, was more mobile that's when i did that cycling um because you haven't got that pounding thing mm. and the 
um, I, while I was on on when I was laid up, I booked up the Paris marathon. Okay. Um, so I did that in April this year. Um, I and uh, and the surgeon said, "Oh no, you won't be running that." So that's like a red rag, isn't it? So right, I so ran Paris, and that was uh, that was emotional just to get back and do a mm. marathon again with uh, with with all what's gone on in the past. Yeah. That was good. Okay. How did you, I've got to ask? How did you get your doctor's certificate for that? I, uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I I forged one. I, um, um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it on the internet. I'll tell you what I did. I got a I got a uh, make make your own stamp. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I made this stamp up saying Richard Bailey. And they don't check it, do they? It's well, just it's a load of nonsense. Yep, and yep. I just stamped my own certificate. Yeah. I've spoken about it before to other people, and it's a crazy situation because they I think they only require it in France. Mm. Um, but no doctors over here will be a lot of doctors won't be confident enough to. Well, give my me doctor one. wouldn't give me one no, because of all me. of my issues. They they wouldn't give me one. Yeah. And then since then, I've lent that same stamp to other people. <laughs> but we won't say anything. No, that didn't uh, that didn't get mentioned on the show. <clears throat> Next, so <laughs> so Richard, yeah, I mean, such a really interesting story about your marathons and kind of how you've gone through the injury and come out so far. But uh, I was going to ask you quickly about uh, parkrun generally in Portsmouth. Because oh, parkrun's brilliant. I've got to find out how... So I know you've done a lot of them. Yeah, I've done over 250 parkruns. Really? Runs. Yeah. And you got your 250 t-shirt? Yeah, i got that, is yeah. It, is that a green? Yeah, green one, it's yeah. Green one. I've Brilliant. done 250, and I started doing them when the only one around was in Haven. Okay. So right. I started so doing them. Yeah, really early days. And my daughter, my eldest, Charlotte, got into it. She's done nearly 200. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it was a really nice time, just me and her. We used to go and do park run in Haven mm-hmm. and then maybe pop to McDonald's and get a coffee or hot chocolate or something on the way home. Always it was a good incentive. Yeah, it was really <laughs> just really nice time, just me and her. It was really good and it really brought her out of her shell. Mm. That whole atmosphere of just chatting to people, grown ups and stuff, showing a bit of interest in her. Her whole confidence thing, you could just see it growing with her and other and other children as well. Yeah. It just really worked. It's fantastic. Fantastic thing, part one. Absolutely gonna, brilliant. Do you find it as well? Like I found when I go running with my kids, Joel and Ella, um, when they can be bothered to actually come out with me, and they're a bit too scared about me making them run lampposts mm. and stuff at the moment. But anyway, um, I just find that they're able to talk so much more easily. Yes, they do. They open up more, don't yeah. they? They they're just I don't know. It's just themselves, or if it's just because you just it's just just the two of you, or just the. They just seem to open up. It's a lot of it. They talk a lot of nonsense, but mm. it's nice just to be out there talking nonsense yeah, with your kids. I mean, if you're at it? home with them and you ask them, "Well, how, how's your day?" Yeah, you might get like a, like a yeah, grunt they grunt at you, don't yeah. they? And um, and, and barely say. want to talk to you. But when they're out, they've got no other distractions. No. It works really well. And I mean, when we done haven't years ago when it first started, they used to do the free trainers a month. Ah, right. Yeah. You know, you used to get that, and Charlotte got that. Um, Within a few months of doing it, because she used to volunteer as well, she, she was have, really she into it. Yeah, that. loved it. She got a brand new pair of trainers. Um, Kelly, my wife, got a brand new pair of trainers as well through it when she done South Sea. They used to still okay. do it then as well. And the only one who didn't do it was me. I used to do all of this. Like you've run most of yeah. them. <laughs> so my whole family have um, got into park run. Even my little one, um, Isabel, she's um, she does park run as well now. And she's Isabel's obviously been down to the junior. Yeah, park she started run, off at the junior ones. Okay. Um, well, the first one was actually South Sea. The, the very first South Sea. Oh really? Okay. I think we done a forty-three minute. Something. She was a tiny. Wow. She was only little then. Oh bless her. Yeah, but she's done junior and now she's into she's twelve, so she now does the uh, mm. the, the Saturday one. You know, she's really good. It's, really it's so good. nice actually seeing a lot of the kids. So obviously, um, Isabel did your Isabel did um, yeah. her first one at Southie, but it's so nice at the juniors where I volunteer a lot. 
um, when you get to see them at South yeah, Park it's Run brilliant, or at Heaven it? Park yeah. Run. It's just so nice to see them kind of growing up and they've grown up in that running culture. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think as you said earlier, it gives them, it, do, it definitely gives them a kind of an air of, I don't know, just um, easy, easy confidence, to, isn't confidence it? and easy to mingle and yeah. talk to adults and stuff. They're just so they're just confident. yeah, they just they turn, they learn. Well, I don't know, my my girls, they start chatting to your mates, you know. Mm. So they'll meet my mates and they'll chat to them. Yeah. When they wouldn't, maybe if they came around the house, they'd go and isolate themselves somewhere else. Yeah. No, it's, it's 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 absolutely brilliant, Parkrun. Yeah, I love brilliant. it. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. So, um, so you've been doing Parkrun obviously for a few years now, starting at Haven't. So yeah. Have you have you done much volunteering? And if, and if yeah, so, I've done the volunteering. I've marshaled and um. Got a favourite role? Um, I don't really enjoy <laughs> any of them. To be fair, I like don't I don't mind doing the first time run of briefing because you can get a, you can still get a running, <laughs> can't you? Of course, it doesn't start before yeah, you're finished. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah that's how I do that. But no, I don't do enough of it. I think uh, mm. I like to get out and do the run. But um, no, I don't dis. I did, don't dislike tail walking's not much fun. Okay, you know, you I don't, don't enjoy that. No, yet, I, I don't. That one's because that one. it used to be your tail runner years ago. But it's now that's tail true. walker, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah they walker. changed it. Yeah, so I don't enjoy that. But mm. I don't do a great deal of volunteer, and I know I should. But well, you've been down to the juniors a few times. Yeah, I've done the junior ones a fair bit, haven't I? Uh, that's when my little ones have been doing it I've mm. been doing that and I've been called in as a Red Adair moment a few times yeah. when there's not enough so always been very helpful yeah. when I've been uh, yeah, so RD when, down there so. when, it's, when you live <laughs> around the corner you get called in at the last minute so I don't mind doing that have you got a, have you got a favourite park run in the area because there are so many options well I like Southsea because it's literally on the doorstep but Haven't is, is, mm. is really nice we do Preston when we go up to Blackburn to visit the in-laws we tend to do the, we do the Preston What's, what's the course like there? That's a free loop course. Okay. And it's got quite a steep bit in it. That's really, that's a good one. Nice one, nice, right next to the river. So it's quite um, oh, picturesque. And I got my, um, I got my uh, godson into that, um, Oliver. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he's into um, running. He's really into it now. But So he does that as well when we go up. Thank, thanks to Rich. Yeah. Thank, thanks to Godfather And he's Rich. really, he's really into this running. He's, yeah. uh, he loves it. Oh, he belongs brilliant. to um, Blackburn Harriers. And he's 12 as well. Oh, so he's got into a club as well? Yeah, yeah, he's, okay. he's bang into it, yeah. Just uh, keep your eye on him. Make yeah, sure you he, never uh, know, he might make something of Make sure he looks, like, looks after those injuries. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your best 5K time, Rich? Just 5K, well, 5K is um, 18, 16, and my best part one is 18 on the nose. Oh, eight, so oh. I just can't get under that 17, something would have been good, but those days are long gone now. Well, we'll, see, we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. Yeah, we've had, uh, no. Remember recently there was a guy that had come over, everyone was talking about it, I remember a couple of years ago, a guy had come over from Australia who had pu- written a book. He was a coach, some running coach. I think he may have been, I may be wrong, but he may have been in his late 50s, early 60s. I was there when he done it. He, he so was, he was running like a 16-something yeah, or 17 the, Yeah, early, I remember 17. him. I remember him yeah, down at yeah. South Sea. So it's never too late, just no. saying, just saying. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move on. Um... So he's talking about Portsmouth joggers and, and kind of joining a running club and stuff like that. That's, that's fantastic. Um, have you, and all, obviously all the injuries and stuff, have you kind of like learned anything after all these injuries? Like what's, what's your kind of takeaway point from, from uh, you know, being through these injuries? I think the, the other side? is you, you have to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. We all don't. I know we don't. We all talk to other runners and, and you either get back running too quickly or you keep pushing the envelope when you... The reason it hurts is for a reason. It's something's not right. Yeah. Um, you can get over an ache or a niggle, but when it hurts, that's you know when you're taking painkillers to go running, mm. that's not right. Okay. So yeah, if you pick anything up from it, is you've got to listen to your body and rest. 
one thing I wasn't doing was resting. I know that now. I was running. I was absolutely addicted. I was running. Well, I told myself I was running six days a week, but even on the seventh day, I'd run to work and not count that. Okay. So I was running seven days a week, but I was calling it six just to in my brain say I wasn't running, but because it was only because it was only two miles, it didn't count. Mm. So I wasn't. My body wasn't getting any rest at all. Okay. And, it, and it eventually, it, it paid the price to where I, where, I, where I got what I got. I can I can honestly say that you know knowing you and speaking to you about all the stuff like I've taken something from your experience as, as it is already because I know like you know not just myself but a lot of runners I know are in that boat you know mm-hmm. where we're kind of your brain's just thinking about it all the time yeah. you are you just sucked completely into that yeah. that you are your whole day is consumed by right when I get home I'm going to do five miles or mm. when I get home or I've got to do seven miles this week to get to 40 miles mm. your whole life is almost just and when totally dominant training, yeah. it's, it's you know it's it's hard for the and you, you and you and you start thinking well I don't want to go out that I don't want to go to that party or I don't want to go to that restaurant because I'm going to miss me running yeah it's, it's awful Yep. But, but fortunately, I've learned from that, and I'm not there anymore. It's a great, it's a really good outcome, I think, for you. And like you say, you've got so many more happy miles, social oh, miles. Oh, definitely. Enjoy. I'm enjoying my running now. Yeah. Really enjoying it. We just go out and chat with some friends, and you can. I mean, I, like this morning, we went out and done ten miles, and we were chatting the whole way around. There was no, yeah, just just enjoying it. Mm. Meet up at a coffee cup at the end and have a coffee. Oh, Brilliant. That, that, isn't that great? It's that the best. Cup there, yeah. isn't it? They must see so many runners, mustn't they? I know. Well, I, I often see them in there. You can. I look around at the trainers. I look around at the, at the yeah. running jackets yeah. and stuff and there's always people in there just no, having a nice coffee it's a social thing it's really good mm. it's really good so like um, one last question like what do you think it is that makes like the running community and the runners in Portsmouth generally so so fantastic I mean what does it make um, it's the whole community thing really you get to know a lot more people you meet them at park run or you meet them at races and and what for me it's the family thing it's getting I know mm. so many runners and, and there is so many other runners. You know, there's you, there's there's you, there's Jason, there's Colin, there's John. There's so many of us that are runners. Yeah. And so I just find that's what I like. Just the whole community of it all, really. It's, it's, a, really, it's a very friendly. Yeah, it's like really good. Yeah, there's no axe to grind. There's no competitiveness. It was just all good fun. Mm. So what have you got? What have you got planned for next year then? So everything aside, right? What's, so what's coming up, I've got planned next year. I've got the race to the Kings, which is Arundel to uh, Winchester on the South Downs Way. And one. how many kilometres is that? It's a hundred k. Okay. Which is um, <laughs> going in the wrong direction after uh, all what I've said. I think it's going in the right direction because you in that on that route you will be paced by the by the ground you're running. On, yeah. Well, what we've said is um, I'm doing it with um, a friend John as well and Neil. And we said we're going to walk the ups and run the rest. Brilliant. So that will be um, that will be quite a tester, I think, for that's the for the be, brain. That's a real proper great challenge. I yeah, think. it you're is. You're going to love that. So that's the only thing I've got. But but we're now talking about maybe Amsterdam marathon. Okay, cool. So we're thinking about make a holiday at that. And um, have go, you done that one before? No, I've not done that one. So I'm going to um, we're thinking of getting that one booked up. Okay, no visiting uh, the uh, the funny cafes. No, no, and stuff definitely not. There. And then <laughs> what I want to do is on my bucket list is I want to do the Reykjavik marathon, the Iceland. Ah, I just right, want. Okay. I just think it'll be so cool. Wow, is that is that one that you have to go to in a special season? No, no, I don't think or? so. It's just it's just just sounds good, doesn't it? Running the Iceland marathon, the Reykjavik marathon. So I want to do that one. Let me know your plans, and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. see. Get it booked we, up, yeah, shall we? Yeah, make a holiday of it, doesn't we? <laughs> okay, um, Rich, that's been really, really interesting, and um, something we always do on the show is finish with some quick fire questions. Um, 
you may have been through some of these before. Yeah, <laughs> but one of it's the same answers. Yeah, we're going to ask you. We're going to ask you anyway. Um, I'll be comparing from the uh, from the last note. Good. Um, okay, so what's your favourite? If you do listen to music while you run, what's your favourite uh, running album? And if you don't, what's your favourite music that you listen? Well, to? Well, I don't listen to music when I run, um, but I like the Rolling Stones and all the old stuff like Good that. Good old Rolling Stones. Yeah, I like that. So, but I, no, I never go out running with music at all. Which answers the second question. Headphones or no headphones? No headphones running? at all. Okay, you like to hear everything around Yes, you. definitely. That's good. Uh, do you have a favourite running route around Portsmouth? The South Sea Seafront. Love it. Absolutely love just it. Just that stretch from the pool? Yeah, well, just when, when, well, when the weather's not... Even when the weather's bad, it's, it's, it can be fun. it's, it's good, isn't it, when you're getting blown to pieces? No, the South Sea Seafront, we're so lucky to have that right on our doorstep. Brilliant. Okay, and do you have a favourite marathon race? Well, a favourite marathon race would be London when I broke the, um, okay. the sub fee. That would be my favourite. You're never going to forget that one. That's no, definitely just, uh... not. No, definitely. You can't help smiling when I, when I mention that one. Um, can you tell us somebody who inspires you in your running and why? In running? Well, I haven't really got anyone in running. Inspires me as a sportsman would have been Lester Piggott as a jockey. He, okay. he, he, he is the man. He was... He was the man. He was brilliant as a job. When everything was, uh... he was just so he was so good. So as a sportsman, Lester Piggott, I would say. Brilliant. Has he got an autobiography that you've read? Yeah, he, I haven't read it, but he's bound to have one okay. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, if you could recommend a workout for somebody training for a marathon, what would it be? I think you need to put the miles in mm-hmm. um, and run slow. So put the miles in. Do the twenty milers, but do them slow. Build so, up so the, the endurance. Run. Do the long runs yep. and. and and get confident in them because it, a lot of it's in your head when you when you run a marathon when you get all that pain at the end a lot of it so if you've got the confidence and you've got the miles in you then it will stand you in good stead okay brilliant um in terms of watches and technology that we wear on our wrists garmin sunto or koros garmin garmin every time okay cool brilliant i'm a koros man myself but uh, that's good to hear got people like garmin's i mean they're yeah. they're, they're just you know the functionalities just seems to be what everyone knows yeah it works i'm not really technical i can just about turn the thing on i only use the settings it's on i don't try doing anything different to it but we might we're going to get you onto i'm going to get you into strava at some point i'm I'm, I'm going to make it my mission yeah (laughs) Um, what shoes are you currently running in i'm wearing hocker um clifton sixes at the moment finding them good really good love them really nice really comfortable um i say i just ran the marathon in them had no issues at all really good how did you find the slippery bits yeah they were yeah then whatever trainers you think you'd have found that um and prior to that i used to wear the um sakosni or sakosni yeah i wear those all the time until i've just changed in the last six months to these hockers but they're really comfortable did you find the hockers like felt really different to any other shoe yeah i think you run on your toes a little bit more Mm -hmm. um which my pilates teacher funny enough said she's noticed me more mobile she said what have you changed and i said i haven't changed anything and then i said oh hold on a minute yeah i've changed my trainers in the last few months and she said well you're a little bit more mobile and i said because you run more upright i don't know but so so i enjoy the hawkers they're they're right okay brilliant um what is your favorite piece of running gear i haven't really got anything really to be fair got any any anything you kind of enjoy putting on? i've got a really old tatty top that i tend to wear far too much so and this christmas my daughter's bought me a new one just to get me out of this old red one that i wear all the time so was it was it one from a race or no it was or? just it was just um it was just something i wear a lot so she sees me in it so um so she's wanting me to get me out of it. And I do have a T-shirt. My Loch Ness Marathon's quite a cool T-shirt. Okay, so you like so, that? Yeah, I like that as just well. It just feels nice. Yeah, it? and it just, the logo on the front's really good. 
Okay, and final uh, recovery run question. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment running? Or, well, or your most memorable? Or I funny? would say most runners, we've all been caught short, haven't we? <laughs> I've been caught short numerous times where you've got not, and then you, you end up coming out of the bushes and someone's, it's a, it's and a, someone's a, running past you. It's a popular, it's a popular yeah. story, this. It's a very yeah. common story. Yeah. I've had numerous dumps all around Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, think, I think I mentioned, might have mentioned before on the show that um, right just around the corner on the Eastern Road is Jalfrezi Jungle, as we yeah. call it. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been caught short. <laughs> but you, again, you learn from that. And now, when I when I go when I go out, I always take I always take a, a couple of um, tissues with me in my back pocket just in case. Another you never tip. know. Yeah, another tip. Yeah, Fantastic. and that's another tip actually. Well, all the runs I've done, I've always took a little backpack with a toilet roll in. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, and when I did Paris for the first time, it was invaluable. I could have sold it for a fortune because oh, really? there was no toilet paper. You probably could in have the actually loo. stood yeah. there, but they're on your finger. There was going... no toilet paper in the loose yeah, at all. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. that was a good tip. Yeah. Carry toilet roll with you. Ten euros. Or yeah, least. you could have made a fortune. Yeah, yeah, brilliant story, brilliant. Richard, really, thank you so so much. I know this is the second time we've done it. Um, hopefully, the show's been good. Yeah. Um, and I've really enjoyed talking to you, even the second time round, because you know there's always something that comes. Yeah, out of your it's good. Story. No, it's been really good, and hope someone takes something from it. Brilliant. And look forward to uh, running with you again soon. Yes, and good. Finding out how you get on on the 100k. And in fact, we'll probably have to get you back at some point in the future to uh, what to, to bore, talk about to bore you all again. You know, to talk about how the 100k goes because I'm so keen to see how you yeah. get on and how it differs from the marathon. Be, so. I'm expecting it to be completely different. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant. Another Richard, challenge. You've been a superb, superb guest. Thank you so so much. Really Thanks, appreciate Dan. it. Take care, man.